Hello, is this working? Yeah, lovely. Hello, guys. Nice to see you. I'm Abby, if you haven't met. Hello. Oh, gosh. Um, right, so crack on. This week, we are going to look at Moses' faith. Um, specifically, we're going to look at forgiving in faith. So how we can be inspired by Moses' faith in the jumping into the unknown that comes with forgiveness. And before we begin, I know I give the impression of being an angelic angel that is sweet-tempered and constantly adoring of all, but believe it or not, I am actually, I can be quite angry, can be quite stubborn, and I can hold on to my pain. Um... And the last few weeks slash months have been an exceptionally difficult period of processing through forgiveness for me. And I've realized that I suck at it and I need a lot of help. (laughs) And thank goodness for Jesus because he is patient with us. He comes alongside us and he gives us the perfect example of how to forgive. So Moses, who was he? The man, the myth, the legend. Um, I feel like it'd be wrong to not do this joke, so how does uh, Moses make his tea? He brews it, yes. Okay, good. We got not got me that out the way. Okay, so super quick recap on Moses in like 40 seconds. So there was a big baby boom in Egypt. So the Pharaoh decided to kill all the Hebrew baby boys. Moses was put in a basket, floated down on the Nile to the Pharaoh's daughter and grew up as a prince. Nice. He killed an Egyptian, though, when he got older, who was beating a Hebrew slave, and then he ran away in fear. He was, yeah, so he went from an Egyptian prince to a sort of shepherd in the wilderness. It's quite different. Then he was met by God by a burning bush that was on fire but not consumed, where God told him about the suffering of his people, Hebrews, and called Moses to be the one to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. So Moses did this, boom, but never saw the promised land himself. He died never seeing what God had promised him. I'm going to do a jack. (laughs) Um, But what Hebrews 11 really focuses on is what Moses chose which is suffering over luxury. He chose to be known by who his heavenly father is rather than his earthly royalty. And as the message version beautifully puts it, he valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. He had his eye on the one which no eye can see and he kept right on going. So, we're going to use this choice specifically in whether we choose to forgive or not, because it is a choice and a very important, difficult, and sometimes very costly choice. So why do we need to forgive? Firstly, because we're going to get hurt. There is no promise of an easy life. In fact, Jesus says that we can expect trouble. This world that we are a part of, that we've signed up to, whether we like it or not, is really messy. And we can see it in the news, we can see it walking down Exeter High Street, we can hear it in Josh's testimony, on social media, or closer to home, we can think of our conversations with your friends and family, 
When have they cried with you? When have they hurt with you or mourned with you? When have you hurt? When have you cried because of the actions of others or even yourself? So I'd love to do a little exercise with you. Keep you on your toes. Um, And it's a bit abstract, so please just stick with me. If everyone could stand up. Um, So you've got to trust me. (laughs) that I'm not going to steal anything and run away. But do please close your eyes. (laughs) And if you'd like to, you can hold out your hands to say that you're open to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, but you don't have to. So I want you to imagine who you are. Like Like everything you are. All your memories, all your experiences packed in to sort of a human body. And now just imagine each part of the body represents something about who you are. Maybe your left bicep is your creativity. Maybe your right calf is your logic. Which muscles have you exercised more than others? now looking at your heart. Is it hard or is it soft today? How about your trust? Does it feel strong? Is it weak? Has it been damaged recently? How about your ego? Is it big? Is it small? I wonder where you have scars. Where have you been hurt? How about your self-esteem? Is it in one piece? Do you know how precious you are? And if you can see any damage, do you know who did it? Was it you? Was it someone else? Can you name them? And does saying their name in your head spark any feelings of anger, bitterness, or pain? Are there any wounds that, you, that have not healed? Have you shown them to God? Do you trust God to heal them? Do you have any feelings of hurt towards God, even? And keeping your eyes closed, take a good look at who you are, all you are. All your joy, all your pain wrapped up into one. And this is how God sees you. All the facets of who you are. All your scars, all your wounds. Right, you can open your eyes, sit down. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. So in answer to why do we need to forgive, I hope that kind of made it obvious that we get wounded. And also that we wound others. When you saw those wounds or scars on yourself, I wonder where we have inflicted wounds on others. And then the real magic comes when we bring Jesus into the picture. When he was crucified on the cross, he took all of our wounds, all the harm that has been inflicted on us by others, 
but also all of the damage that we've done to ourselves and to others, and he put it onto him. He wiped us clean from the guilt and shame of when we've caused harm. He put the weight of all that crap onto himself so that we don't have to carry it. He is the perfect example of forgiveness. And so each of us, every single one of us, are ultimately forgiven completely. But Jesus does call us to do the same, to forgive others as he forgave us. He gives us the opportunity to come to him with all of our anger, our pain, and say, yeah, I forgive them, I forgive that. But why can we do that? What, who gave us the right? Because we are ultimately forgiven ourselves. There's an amazing teaching series called um, Transformation Church, I recommend, about forgiveness, where they, um, excuse the language, but they, <laughs> it's not really language, they yell, F you, a lot. Um, which is not only really satisfying to say, but it's also really important. So F you does not stand for fudge you, which I'm sure you're all thinking. <laughs> it stands for forgiven ultimately. So not only are we forgiven ultimately, but also the person that we're forgiving is forgiven ultimately. So God has the last say. So bear in mind that forgiveness is a really unusual concept in this world. We live in a world where, it make, where if someone makes an error, they're cancelled. They're written off. And no one is given a second chance. But as our good friend, Justin Bieber, puts it in his Freedom EP, which I highly recommend, um, he says, God never writes us off, ever. He's with us in our pain. He's with us in our struggle. He's with us in our bad decisions. He's with us all the time. He never writes us off. And forgiveness just is another facet of God that is just totally bananas. Like, he seeks justice. He knows right and wrong, absolute. He has the final say. And yet, he calls us to take what is wrong, totally wrong, and let it go to him. And potentially rid the person of the punishment that we think they deserve where the world might react with anger, freezing out, bitterness, or trying to make someone's life a misery, we are called to forgive. A psychologist, Carl Rogers, describes it. To forgive is to have an unconditional, positive regard towards someone. Or in legal context, it's <clears throat> to give up all claims of debt, loan, or obligation. In forgiving people, we offer them the freedom that Christ offered us when he died. We offer others redemption, but only because we have seen true redemption in Jesus. Which is also why forgiveness is an amazing way to, to say to others, we are weird, we are distinct, we are a strange people. Because we're called to be just quite weird. And this is a great way to do it. So how does this all relate to Moses? So he suffered because he saw what was invisible. 
He trusted God's ultimate goodness more than he trusted the fleeting luxuries of earth. In the same way, we can choose to hold on to our pain, keep our wounds open, and fight for justice over our personal damage. Or we can trust that the pain in forgiving and surrendering to God injustices committed against us will be worth it. That he knows best. That the darkness that comes with hurt and forgiveness is followed by glorious light and new life, which is just what he showed us on the cross. And just a record, like, forgiveness is not pretty. It's not sweet. It's not easy. It's, it's really brutal to, to surrender your pain to God. But we are called directly to forgive others as he forgave us, self-sacrificially as though laying your life down for them. Um, so I did a bungee jump in... Queenstown, New Zealand, and I was on my gap year. <laughs> and I'm going to show you the video. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope it's relevant. Um, no, no, it is. It is relevant. Um, oh, wait, can you pause it? All right, there I am. <laughs> Two years ago, Abby. Um, so I hope it gives you a, a good visual aid to what forgiveness looks like, feels like, that kind of thing. So it really wasn't very smooth. Okay, you can play it now, Toast. thanks. It wasn't smooth at all. <laughs> and I really didn't want to go. It goes against our natural judgment, goes against what feels right. And we might kick and scream till the last minute. I don't look like I am, but I promise I do in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> they take lots of photos while you're doing it. You get ready for this view. This, oh, boy. Oh, oh, that's the worst one. Okay. Right. Oh, gosh. So it's a leap of faith, forgiveness. You have to trust that the rope works <laughs> and that what is unseen is real. You have to trust the person at your side telling you that it's safe. <laughs> okay, that's when I start to panic. I'm like, hold up, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah. Okay, but the choice is down to you. Will you jump or stay in the chaotic box of noise and anger and bitterness? Do you mind turning the sound up on the video? There's absolute chaos in there. Okay, that's cool. Thank you. Oh, he's enjoying it. Could the sound go down? Is that all right? Thank you. So anyway, <laughs> that box was noisy, busy, chaotic, which is just like unforgiveness. Like, that box is safe, it's stable, but it's full of anger and it's full of bitterness. 
It's like torture, isn't it? This is making a meaningful point. I hope you gather this, okay? <laughs> okay. Do you mind pausing it one second? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, just like in this bungee, as you jump into forgiveness, you might have to feel the pain. You couldn't hear me there, but I was, it was blood curdling scream. <laughs> and just like that, like when we forgive, we have to feel the pain. We have to bring God the damage. We have to let it out. You might scream, you might cry as you release it all to God. So when you do this bungee, you have to wait till the third bounce and then you have to reach up, pull a tag on your legs to release them and then you get into a seated position. Um, if you could keep playing it, that would be great. Um, in a minute, you'll see, uh, you'll see me release my legs eventually. I think there's a few slow-mos, sorry. I have to rewatch it a few times. <laughs> Different angle, got to love it. <laughs> really recommend it, by the way. I should be on commission. I don't know if this is giving a good, <laughs> good illustration. Okay, could you pause it there, Tobes? Thank you. Okay, so I don't know if you can see me, but I've got my legs released at that point, and I'm just sitting. So... <laughs> Other than looking like I'm posing for an oil painting, um, this was one of the most magical moments of my life. At this point, all the noise and the chaos was gone. And it's just silence. And you're suspended in between mountains, and it's just you, and you've just done it. So once we jump into forgiveness, our pain and our anger, our grief is quieter. It might still be there and it might take quite a few jumps and quite a lot of time for it to be silent. But it does happen. It does get quieter. And it might take a few to heal deep wounds. But what God promises is good. He is safe. The jump is safe. And he calls for us to jump. But it will be good. And it will be quiet. And it will be beautiful. But it's flipping scary. So essentially, my encouragement to you guys is to take some time with him and to do a full body scan. 
Show him all your scars, all your wounds. See if you're holding on to anything. Are you keeping any wounds open that he wants to heal? Are you holding on to any guilt for wounds that you've caused other people? Do you know that you are ultimately completely forgiven? And so are they. So scream with him. (laughs) Bring him your pain, your hurt. Process with him what happened. Give him the wounds you've inflicted on others. And let's just jump. Jump into the freedom of forgiveness. Jump, trusting like Moses, that the goodness that comes with what is not yet seen is better than the anger and bitterness that is louder and maybe more visible, but right now. And you can scream, F you, (laughs) as much as you want. (laughs) But let's just jump into forgiveness because we are ultimately forgiven. That's all I have to say.